Hey, this is Tom Gray from This Stuff Matters. Thanks for tuning in to the This Stuff Matters podcast. We'd love to have you follow us on social media. Just search at This Stuff Matters. You can check us out on the website, thisstuffmatters.net. You can subscribe to our email newsletter there, and you can reach me there via phone or email through the website. Thank you so much. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. I'm John Radcliffe, along with your host, Tom Gray. Tom, how are you, sir? Very good, John. You doing good? Oh, wonderful. It is always great to come together and do these. It sure is. And, you know, as we are recording this, uh, just with transparency, you guys know that if you're a sports fan like I am, Major League Baseball, they are getting back to work. They have gone 99 days in a lockout, and they got their you know, their collective bargaining agreement together. Yes. And Whew. so it made me think about us where, you <laughs> yeah. know, we are trying to get things together to get moving here. And we all know that in life we end up with in, in not just contractual agreements, but we end up in covenants. Right. As married men, we're, we're in a covenant. That's right. That we, we make these agreements to love, honor, cherish, obey, respect, all sorts of things that are there. I don't remember all of them, all of my vows. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Hopefully my wife's not we might need to We might need to go back over those, John. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we go through that. But also for what we do here, for what we're trying yeah. to do here, you know, we, we, we're looking at, a covenant. And it's right. nothing that is, you know, there's not a formal handshake. Right. It is just we're agreeing that, hey, you know what? We want to be change makers in our world. Right. It's a commitment of the heart. Yes, it is exactly that. It's that commitment, that change of the heart that hopefully for us, we're hoping that we can change people's hearts through our microphones. Yes. But also through our actions, too. That's right. And, and you're uh, bringing up the the agreement between the owners and the players and MLB is a perfect setup for this. It's a it's a perfect uh, object lesson because the reality is nothing happens without some form of agreement. Uh, so we call it a work stoppage, call it a lockout, whatever. It, basically, there's no baseball happening without some stated common ground, common objective, common commitment. Now, uh, we know that to be true, right? You're not going to go to work for a company without signing a contract. Correct. There's going to be some agreement. You're not all these kinds of things. That, uh, life happens on common ground, on the points of agreement. Obviously, those can be informal. You don't necessarily have to ink on a paper per se, but uh, but it's a commitment of the heart, uh, a commitment to understanding the common ground. And uh, valuing the power in those kinds of heart commitments to that common ground, common goals, common objectives, common welfare, as it were, even using that exact kind of verbiage we find in things like uh, national constitutions. You don't have a nation. We don't have a nation without without this common agreement, uh, our constitution, out of which all the rest of the laws and whatnot can then be developed. But it's a starting point where life can happen. And so we want to, you and I here at This Stuff Matters, the podcast, we're trying to lead a revolution of people who who have a higher level commitment, uh, uh, who see themselves increasingly as, as people that God really has designed to make a difference in the lives of others and in the lives of the world in, in a broader stroke kind of a way. And so that's our focal point today is the value of, of finding that common ground, making that heart commitment uh, to the people around us. You know, kind of starting with those closest to us and rippling out from there, right? You mentioned that it's a covenant in our Correct. marriage. Uh, of, of all of our uh, places uh, where we have to give time and energy, that needs to be our starting priority. Uh, that needs to be our heart commitment, number one. And then, of course, children after that and extended family and then neighbors and coworkers and ultimately society at large. And there's beautiful, powerful ways 
um, those contracts slash covenants uh, can and need to manifest. And when we understand that and live that, wow, we're, we're on our way, John, Boy, to making better. a difference. You know? And that's the big thing. And, and, you know, when we talk about, you know, like covenant and contracts, you know, there's a there's some similarities. But right. There's some key differences that go about there, too. You know, you think about it. Uh, um even if you could take it back to your childhood, you know, uh, I think back to like the little rascals, <laughs> the little guys, they, uh, they spit on their hands and yeah, we're, bro- we're yeah. brothers for life. And right, right. that was their covenant that they uh, made with each other for life yeah. was. And that was a key to it. You know, I don't know of anybody that has like a lifelong contract. I mean, Coach K does and they'll pay him for the rest <laughs> right. of his life. But there's loopholes. Right. There's ways to get out of a contract. Yeah. But when you're in a covenant, it it, it is an ongoing thing. It, it is almost eternal yes. that basically it is till, so to speak, till the death. That's right, John. And that's a great point. And I think we're, we're very practically where we want to help people go uh, in becoming these kind of difference makers our world is in desperate need of is moving from strictly contractual kind of a mindset to the covenant mindset. Correct. And so in a contract mindset, the relationship you enter into there is transactional in nature, you've worked out these agreements, you know, yeah, it's on common ground, common goals, all of that, but it's very transactional. So you do this, I'll do that. You you perform this service, I'll pay this rate or, you know, and then it has escape clauses and ways out and, you know, whatever. Um, it's certainly seen as temporary. As long as you keep holding up a certain behavior, I'll keep paying or, or whatever the, the relationship is. It's very transactional. What we want to do is move people more in the direction of just operating completely in all of our relationships with the world out of a transactional mindset, mm. which can be a little bit like uh, what's in it for me, or I've got a, a way out when I get uncomfortable. We want to move more to a deeper level heart commitment. And that's represented in, in that concept of covenant where, you know, I, I don't build in escape clauses. I make uh, like, in essence, like I'm turning over a blank check. I, I'm saying I'm all in it is a heart level commitment, and that, of course, is the nature of the design. Ultimately, in marriage, that's why those vows have that word in there: "Till death Correct. do us part." You know, and so, so it's taking our human relationships out of just a transactional level and moving it down to the relational level, where love can really kick in in all of its power. Um, and the more we can do that, right? So it ends up being this mindset and this approach toward all of our human relationships that really is a reflection of what uh, Jesus called the second greatest commandment, which is love your neighbor as yourself. So now love's got a chance to totally change all that needs to be changed. If we can kind of take those relationships from just contracts to, to this concept and understanding of a covenant, I'm all in, I'm here for you, you can count on me even when it's inconvenient or uncomfortable, to the death even, you know, that's how heart committed I am. And even something you said that's in there that's key is when you look at a contract versus a covenant, at some point in time in a contract, one side or the other will look at the contract as no longer beneficial to me uh, or I need an amend to my contract. That's right. Where in a covenant, in marriage, there's at no point in time do I say, you know, honey, I think I need an amend to this marriage or, or whatever the <laughs> case right. may be. That's a friendship, right. even just, just so to speak, where as friends, you look at each other and me, me and one of my oldest friends, it's the occasional phone call. Mm-hmm. We always pick up where we left off and we have the guys trip once a year. 
it's not a transactional thing where if he needs more or wants more, our friendship is this friendship that has been together for over 30 years. We've known each other since we were kids. And it's not a, okay, we need to sit down and discuss right. what more do I need from you? Yeah. We're going to give each other. And that's the same thing that we want for people to give to our world. That's right. Is that we want you to not think that what more do I need from you? You're giving your all to it yes. to try and help make and change this place. Yes, yes. It's powerful. And so, and so this, uh, the covenant level is based on this uh, soul or this heart commitment. We make promises which reassure the people around us that we have a commitment to them. Uh, and then we, we stick to our promises. Mm-hmm. We're good. Our word is good. We're faithful. We have integrity. So what we say, we actually then follow through on and do. Um, and that's the essence of a covenant, regardless of if my uh, feelings, uh, which feelings are always kind of up and down here and here and there, you know, the ebb and flow. If I don't feel as strongly 15 years from now as I do now, uh, I still stick to and fulfill what I said I would do. You know, I made made those promises and I'm going to follow through regardless of feelings um, or regardless of if the, if the circumstances have changed, you know, so. I think that's part of why that wording in those traditional marriage vows is the way it is for richer or poorer in sickness or in health. You know, that's describing the nature of covenant kind of relationships. And the beauty of, you know, going with that in a covenant, your response and reaction becomes second nature Mm. In a contract. You have to think of what are the terms it's, you know, if, I'm doing a roofing job. Do I need to paint the roof? Do I take off all of the shingles? Mm. Do I put shingles on top? Can I? Do I pay for a dumpster? Are they paying for a dumpster? Mm. What all are the terms in terms of what I can do in this, as you said, a relationship? But when you're in this covenant, it's second nature to you. That's a beautiful observation, John, and it's exactly right. So in the in the transactional level nature of of contract relationships, yeah, we're always having to go back to the uh, to the contract to see what's the Technically, what's my responsibility? Correct. Technically, what do I, you know? Do I need to amend or edit? Whereas, on a covenant approach to all of our relationships and, and to influencing the world, no, it comes from the heart. I don't go. I don't have to go back and read the contract. I just know that I'm giving to you. I, I see a need. I meet a need. You, you're. You, I, I can help. I help. I, you know. It, so it just comes from the heart. It's so therefore it becomes ingrained. It's mm-hmm. part of who you are, not a obligation. You've got to somehow keep reminding yourself to fulfill. And, you know, it's great that as more and more people hear this podcast, they get involved with this. I hope that they understand that entering this, this isn't anything in terms of anything formal where we're going to sit down and we're going to indoctrinate you and we're going to go over. What we want you to do is basically as you go through all the episodes that we've gone through here, we've covered everything in terms of just the way that we want you to live, but most importantly, the way that God wants us to live, right. the way God wants us to see this world and what we what our responsibilities are. And when it becomes just that, that second nature to you, that second, that that it's as simple as breathing to you. It is. And John, yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. And we, we, hopefully if people have listened to us for any period of time, they should know already. We're not the hammer you over the head kinds of guys and we're not the browbeat you or whatever, guilt trip you. Um, but I... I, I I will say from my own uh, life and experience, I I really want to be that guy who can make a promise and keep it. I really want to be that guy my wife and other people can count on. I want to be that kind of a difference maker. I really do. 
but uh, I also have a keen uh, self-awareness. I've, de- I've, li- I've lived with me long <laughs> enough to know that I struggle with deeply rooted self-centeredness and selfishness. And so I, it's not beyond me to break a promise, truthfully. <laughs> it, you know, so I know that the temptation at least is going to be there that uh, if the circumstances changed enough and or if, you know, I, it was uncomfortable enough, I could, I could bail, you know, on my commitments and just start going at, just start looking after me and forget about you and your needs, you know, and I'll I'll just kind of circle in and take care of me. The the old, as that awful life (laughs) philosophy adage goes, look out for number one and meaning I'm number one. Oh, I can live that way too. As awful as I think that that is. So here for me, John, that's where I need, need God. I mean, I need God in a bunch of ways, but I need God in this way dramatically. In my relationship with him, as I see how much he loves me and how sacrificially he has committed himself to me for my good, I can lean into him. I can yield to him. I can ask for his help, and he does. Yep. And he then is the source and the power to enable me to fulfill the promises I make in my marriage and other places that are so incredibly important for those people and for the world. I can't do it really without his help, basically is what I'm saying. And uh, so uh, if for what that's worth, I hope it's worth a lot for a lot of people. Consider that. And of course, reach out to John and me anytime at thisstuffmatters.net if we can help you kind of process that. And, you know, how do we kind of pursue God or get to know him more or lean into him more or um, come to find out, you know, kind of what John and I are talking about here? Well, what we're going to do on the next episode, we're going to talk about how we can help each other with our responsibilities in this covenant. Wonderful. Because, you know, just like we need God, you know, never forget that also God put people here for us to help each other. That's right. God is the umbrella to it all. Yes. But there are those times where when you're going to fall short, I'll fall short, whoever the case may be, where we can help each other. And that's what we're going to talk about on the next episode, because, you know, as we go through this podcast, it you know, I liken it to exercising. Yep. When they say you get you an exercise buddy and you get someone that you can work out with, that'll help you take you from that, make that one mile into two miles pretty quickly. Yeah, I love it. That's what I, I'm, I'm excited about it, John. We'll take this whole concept of moving from contract to covenant and uh, let's ex- expound on it a little bit more. And maybe we get some more people under this covenant of what we're trying to do here. Yep. Thank you for listening to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. I hope you know that you matter and this stuff matters. Like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We hope you tune in with us next week, Tom. Until then. See you then, John. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.